How's it going, everyone? We are back with a roundtable. It's been a couple of weeks. That's right. And Jeff said, what are we talking about? And I said, we're going to find out. (laughs) So here we are. Uh, The obligatory question. I know I won't get an answer to. We always start this roundtable with this awkward you know, uh, conversation on what are we talking about? Because uh, we're trying to figure it out and we need some time. Here's actually, I'm going to talk to you about something I am thinking about going into this week's sermon. Oh, and I need you to help me process this. And uh, one of the things about the round table is it's, it's live and it's real because it's, (laughs) it's not this pre-planned thing. And we're actually uh, just kind of hitting record on conversations that we would have anyway. Yeah. Kind of gives us another excuse to have a conversation. That's right. We have to. Okay. The so audience is waiting. Yeah. <laughs> the audience is waiting. So here we go. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking about. It's in Hebrews eight, where it says um, that we have now the main point of what is being said is this. We have this kind of high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heavens a minister of the sanctuary and the true tabernacle that was set up by the Lord and not man. And then he, he talks about the, what this, the priest offers gifts and sacrifices. And it's continuing this idea of how in chapter seven, he always lives to intercede for us. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I'm picking up where you left off. Yeah. And so, so here's the question is, I think that this is a truth that we as believers don't think about often enough. Mm. This would be a massive source of encouragement for us. Mm. It's this idea that Jesus is interceding for us. Yeah. Jesus is praying for us yeah. even right now. Yeah. That's an amazing thing. And yeah. and so I've been I've been thinking about this and I've had some experiences this week huh. that I was thinking of using as illustrations hmm. of what it looks like that Jesus is interceding for us. And I wonder if it's legit, if you would say, yes, those are a good illustration of that. Or if you would say, uh, I don't know if that's the best example. All right. Let's hear them. (laughs) Yeager. Okay. (laughs) So first of all, so first of all, what is your understanding of Jesus intercession for us? Yeah. Explain explain that to So maybe the, one of the ways that I think about it, and sometimes I do this with somewhat abstract ideas i i start with what it it can't be in other words there are some christian heresies that make it more like jesus is forever having to pour out his blood on the altar that he's kind of in Mm. that kind of intercession in that high priestly way that he's his like sacrifice goes up Mm. and it's crazy that that still lingers within god's church in different little areas or in individual Christians minds or whatever when Hebrews is actually so adamant about once and for all time the sacrifice is Mm. done you know what I mean so in other words his intercession is based on a final finalized act Um, there's no ongoing work needed to be done on our behalf so when he sits down like that 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 picture painted for us there when he sits down at the right hand of the of the throne that's this idea of settled conquest the king has gone out he's been on his steed he's he's won victory when he comes back and sits down he's in a settled place of it's Mm. completed it's you know what i mean we're at 
rest in his sovereignty or whatever, you know. Mm. But the beautiful little curveball that gets thrown at us early on in the New Testament is when Stephen gets stoned and he looks up into the heavens. It says, I see Jesus standing at the mm. right hand of the throne. So you, you don't want to make too much of this, you know what I mean? But but you almost wonder if, again, in his outrageous generosity toward all of us, that though it's all said and done, it's not passive in the sense of, all right, just file in, file into heaven. He sees Stephen, sees Stephen do a noble thing and actually stands in honor. Like there's still that relation. It's like if the judge stood in honor of the mm. defendant or something you know what i mean like or the accused um hmm. i don't know so there's so something relationally strong okay there, so do you see jesus as doing that for you every day like there's some maybe mm. not the standing ovation every day like yeah right <laughs> Maybe he stays seated most of the time when he watches oh, my seems life. seems to be a pretty clear <laughs> distinction between Stephen and me. Um, but do you think it looks something like that? Is he talking to God the Father on your behalf? Like when he says, hey, Peter, I, I prayed for you. You know, is, yeah. is intercession like one of the commentators? It's just basically like it is the intercession is the idea of he is praying for us. Right. He's right. coming before the Father and just like in Exodus, like 27, the priestly garments, right. they carried the names on the shoulders. They had six of the right. tribes on each shoulder, the precious stones yeah. with the names engraved on them mm -hmm. and uh, kind of on their hat, it would say, holy to the Lord. Yeah. And as they walked in, it's, it's like they were carrying the names of the Israel. So the, is, is there, I don't know. And again, I'm, thinking out loud this isn't declarative you know i'm i'm musing with you the only little pushback i have on that is what i don't want to do is keep this ongoing picture like the father is in this settled state of agitation toward us and he mm. needs to constantly be appeased by no 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 father it's okay i here no 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 i'll, I'll stand in oh uh, yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like yeah Again, that imbalance. I don't want people to imagine that scene of a father who is in a state of wanting to condemn, wanting to mm, yeah, hold yeah, us accountable, yeah. and the son has to just forever mm. intercede so what um, if, in that way. You know what I mean? That makes total sense. So what if you change the scene to the father and the son are of yes. one and the spirit totally. are of one mind about you that's but a, it's satan that that's yeah accused. well that there you go that's so that's a good you you that's see that better, in a, yeah as the as that accuser as but the accuser I, I feel way more comfortable with that kind of ongoing intercession if if jesus is kind of an ongoing way it's yeah that makes yes that makes a lot of sense that makes sense so as illustrations of this i was thinking about how we don't often experience the we don't often get a window into the intercession of right. Jesus in our lives, right? Yeah. I mean, if right. there is, if there are prayers happening for me, I don't often yeah. experience them. Right. But sometimes I wonder if we do. Hmm. How so? So, like, what happened to me this week? A couple, few stories. Okay. One of them was last night. I got to visit Tracy Williams in the hospital, 
and she's fighting through COVID. And, and I think I'm, I was actually in the middle of writing up a Facebook post as we, before we started this and I got interrupted. So maybe that will get, I'll send that here in a little bit, but about that experience, it was so amazing because she woke up for the first time in a week and I was there with her husband, Mike, as she took some of her first breaths. I mean, she had been, you know, kind of conscious earlier in the day, but I think she had kind of her first more extended mm -hmm. conversation in time. And she, Man. but anyway, she, um, she looked at Mike, her eyes got really big and she looked and she said something to the effect of, I have seen amazing things. Mm crazy things and then she said he told me tracy i'm not done with you yet <laughs> and it was like she was looking at us it was like somebody who had seen an angel in the mm -hmm. bible or had mm -hmm. seen jesus i mean she mm -hmm. was she just had this eyes wide open she told us this and then and then she said sing and so or no, the first one, she said, pray. Mm. And so I prayed Psalm 27 over her. And, and the last verse of Psalm 27 says, um, we wait, or it says, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Mm. And then she just took over and she says, wait, waiting, mm. Jesus, we wait for you. And she kept saying, Jesus, mm. we wait for you, Jesus. I went and this went on mm. and it's like I'm there, but it's yeah. like, she's talking right. to Jesus. And, right. and so then she says, sing. Uh. And so we started singing in Christ alone. She sang every word of that so song incredible. through this, yeah. uh, in this, this whisper right. and it was like she was using every ounce of energy and every breath that she could muster to declare mm. the gospel through that song Man. that in christ alone our hope is found no guilt in life no fear in death this is mm. the power of christ in me from life's first cry to final breath jesus commands my destiny wow and when you it was like we were in this it's like the veil between yeah. heaven and earth. It's like I was standing on the edge of eternity. Yeah. And the veil was so thin yeah. that you were in the presence of the Lord. Right. And so there was this, this experience that, that felt like the intercession of Christ or the, like even him saying to her, yeah, Tracy, I'm not done with you yet. Yeah. Is that, wow. Is that intercession? Yeah. I don't know. Can you put that I mean, in I, that category of, in right. I mean, one beautiful, whether that's in the category of intercession or not, that's glorious. And I believe it with all my heart. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. I, I don't know how, yeah. how it fits with intercession, but I get chills. I think, um, the problem that we have is that we have to be in that state of absolute desperation in order to experience that level of nearness. I feel like, you know what I mean? It's, it's only when people are in near death experiences or some 
great tragedy that you they tend to find that Jesus it's it's like Psalm 23 where all of a sudden he goes from leading them to being with them you know wow and and so a you almost don't wish that upon yourself you can't contrive it it just happens in those moments that you desperately need him and and you mm. often have very little control in those moments right mm-hmm. and and that's when Jesus like does the supernatural just coming alongside us you know it's it's like she was, she's been sedated the last week, but mm-hmm. it's almost like as she's waking up, her conscious, right. You, you never lose conscious, your uh, right. uh, consciousness, like your, uh, your, you Especially know, Dallas Wheeler talks state. about this a lot. Yeah, know, yeah. Like, like she was still conscious spiritually, mm-hmm. um, even while she was sedated. And I asked Dave Clark, uh, he's a, oh. a physician in our church. It, this morning I asked him, I kind of told him about this and, and he's in palliative care, you know, he said, oh yeah, it's like 60% of people while sedated have these kind of experiences. Wow. And he's like, and it's unbelievers, believers alike will have these sort of spiritual experiences wow. that are unexplainable that, and he said a lot of times they won't tell anyone because wow, they're so sacred. So sacred. Wow. They, or they'll write them down and someone will find it later. But it, it's just so, it was, it was, it was fascinating because I, I felt like there was a window into um, the presence of Jesus mm. on her behalf. Yeah. 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 Speaking and, and I, I don't know how it lands mm-hmm. in the intercession thing. But, right. But the, the point being from Hebrews 8, I see this, this, there, there is, another thing happening mm-hmm. there's another reality that happens concurrently with our time yeah. like there is a sanctuary yeah there's a tabernacle yeah and jesus is speaking our name yeah and defending us you know and the and, nearness of this high priest you know because the best that we could do in the old covenant is take our sacrifice, hand it over to the priesthood, get, get it into the hands of that high priest. He would go and we'd wait on the outside. Like, man, I hope this works out because he's representing me, but I can't, I can't get in. Whereas in Jesus, we're welcomed right in. And then even the beauty of, of, of communion is we're invited right to the table. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're invited right into the very presence of Jesus with that need for a human intercessor is gone and not only that again with the veil torn and everything else like we're busting right into that very Mm. sacred place you know and and in those moments it's like jesus is bidding us even a a more i guess palpable or whatever like uh, awareness of Mm -hmm. of that nearness you know um and again i feel like man i almost want to say don't seek that necessarily i mean seek the spiritual eyes to see if it comes to you or whatever but i feel like these are things that only god and god alone can just bring to those that are most Mm -hmm. in desperation you know what i mean yeah don't contrive it don't try to put yourself in such a prayer stance that you Mm. you can kind of get yourself in there i feel like it's just jesus mercy that those who are the most weak the most vulnerable the most genuinely afraid jesus kind of Mm-hmm. come comes yeah. through you know makes that veil really thin you know right and i'm like praise yeah. god what a yeah. 
when it, you know what I mean? Oh. The thing I think about and why I, I wonder, I think the story is applicable here is that Jesus is always doing this for us. Mm -hmm. Like it's always true yeah. that Jesus is, is bringing my name yeah. before the presence of God. And right. like I talked about the hymn, uh, Arise My Soul Arise, where he says, um, it's an old Charles Wesley hymn. Mm. And he says, five bleeding wounds he bears received on Calvary. They pour effectual prayers. They strongly plead for mm. me. Forgive him. Oh, forgive, they cry, nor let that ransomed sinner die. Mm. That's in, he's articulating in song yeah. or in poetry, yeah. what, what intercession is like the sacrifice of Christ is, is pleading on our behalf. It's saying, forgive him, forgive mm -hmm. him, not condemned, not condemned. Yeah. So, so there is that. And I, I just think with these stories, there are times where maybe the veil gets pretty thin oh, and dude. you kind of get a window into, wow, this reality, this heavenly reality that Jesus, something is, uh, Jesus is alive and he's coming yeah. on my behalf yep. before the father. And so, totally. yeah, whether or not you try to now turn your life into this mystical, well, I don't, I mean, I just, it's not even that, and I want to qualify because I'm, I'm not even opposed to the mystical experiences. I mean, even last night, we get little blips of this. Like I'm walking around outside. It's dark. It gets dark so early now. And, and all of a sudden, I, I catch the moon coming through the trees. Mm. And I have this, I'm often, I gravitate outside as often as I can mm. for my times of prayer and stuff. And I look, and it, 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 I have all these thoughts simultaneously as I'm praying to God, like, oh, God, you've always been kind of, if, if the moon could be imagined as, um, I don't want to get too deep, but like a portal, like all of a sudden that's, I just happened to glance up and see the moon, but oh God, you've been mm -hmm. shining down on me this whole time. Mm -hmm. You've never taken your eye off me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Totally. And so I, I'm having this incredible moment with God, mm -hmm. just out of the blue, wasn't looking for that. Wasn't, you know, and, and I just stopped there kind of stunned, just kind of overwhelmed with the nearness mm -hmm. of God and his care for me yep. and his ever presence. And yeah. even when I ignore you, <laughs> you never your countenance is is always beaming down on me you know so i'm just saying like i want to have mystical experiences i'm i'm more talking about like the super dramatic ones like what yeah. you're describing in the hospital bed you can't make that stuff up you can't you know, like that, well that you, you also you. <laughs> i would say i would say there's there's one there's a story that this rabbi tells ed noble was talking about this this rabbi says he was telling his students when you encounter God, it is a divine accident. <laughs> and the student raises his hand and says, well, then what's the point of reading the Torah? Uh, if it's an accident, right. what's the point of praying? What's the point of reading? And the rabbi says, to become as accident prone as yeah, possible. That's so good. And what I would say- That's exactly right. What that's I would say beautiful. to you is, I is, is I do think though, in your praying uh -huh. and looking at creation and uh -huh. seeing the glory of God, it's like you were opening up yourself to being accident prone. Yeah. You know, you don't totally. always have those nope. moments of like, 
euphoric spiritual encounters right. when you see nature sometimes right. it doesn't do any other times yeah, sometimes amazing. you're like oh that's beautiful yeah you talked about a time in your treehouse yeah where oh, i mean yeah. i still remember you having these yeah these moments with the lord which which are awesome um but it, there's a sense in which you were you had eyes to see yeah. you were prayerful yeah. it's almost like someone's like i never see shooting stars yeah you never look yeah, yeah. Like, but you never <laughs> go outside and you never totally. look up into the sky. It's, but it's, it's funny yeah. It's funny you bring up Ed Noble because one of my most dramatic forever, I mean, to this point in my life, dramatic times of, of prayer where the veil seemed as thin as it's ever been. I was in Tripoli, Lebanon uh, at this dear sister's house up on a balcony having a time of prayer. And the nearness of God was so, I, I can't describe how near God was to me at that point. And for whatever reason, I spoke Ed Noble's name in prayer, like in my mm. intercession for Ed. I don't even remember what was going on in his life or whatever, but I still have this vivid memory of the most natural thing for me mm. to pray about in that moment of unbelievable nearness was Ed. Mm, <laughs> you know, that's hilarious. Isn't that crazy that you'd bring him up? You know, right? it's funny, Ed, uh, you know, he he battled through COVID as right. well and right. uh, had some amazing encounters. Mm. Maybe next week we get oh, Ed on to tell his on. story. Oh my word. Tell yes. him we were talking about him behind his back. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know he's not listening with, to this. With the World Wide Web. <laughs> Secretly. <laughs> oh gosh. That would be fun. No, that's a um, yeah, it's it's a fun thing to meditate on mm. um and, and just see uh the reality of this. Cause because it's easy to it's easy for me as I was thinking about the sermon to. You read this and he says, hey, the main point of what we're saying is this. Mm. We've got this great high priest who's serving in the tabernacle. Like, that's the best news. I've been building up to mm. this. This is the main point. And I think a lot of us are like, um, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, you're how right. How is that you have relevant to, bring, you're to right. my life? Why is that the ultra good news? What is that? Yeah, yeah that's... this is incredible news that. Uh, there is this well I tell you I this is a little bit different than where you're going but I've been in this particular journey to Africa mm. so many individual pieces still need to fall in place I'm like oh reading glasses I haven't got enough reading glasses you know so mm. on, on the human level but I keep having these encounters with God along the way so yesterday um, Marjorie from over in Zambia sent me a video that's going viral on Facebook over there because another Zambian uh, kind of aid group or whatever went to Kabansa village and when it, and it's this, you know, so it's getting a lot of attention. Well, we've been praying specifically, hmm. draw the eyes of the Zambians to Kabansa village. Many of them, they don't even know how impoverished mm -hmm. some of their fellow Zambians are, right? So then I get this call last night from Virginia. And at first, I, sometimes I think, oh, it's, you know, spam or whatever. And so then he texts me, hey, this is Niza, N-I-Z-A. This is Niza, and I need to talk to you about Joe. And I'm like, what? So I call the guy. Well, he's a Zambian. He's a tennis pro. He's been in the United States for 20 years. What? Somehow saw that same video. No way. Somehow got a no hold way. of Joe through WhatsApp. <laughs> And Joe told him, oh, there's somebody else in the U.S. that's trying to help us coordinate. So now I'm on this long phone call last night with Niza from, you know, Virginia. No way. And, and the whole time as he's talking about how God has been stirring him to help, I'm like, 
I feel like, like if you've ever gotten caught in like a riptide or something, I feel like I'm getting swept oh along goodness. in something. <laughs> you know what wow. I mean? Like, I have no control at this point. I've lost <laughs> all control. And I just feel like I've just got to keep my head above what do be faithful, but don't try to control this thing. Don't, don't <laughs> try to, you know, it's God. No so then way. my Psalm of the day, cause I'm doing this countdown. So it's nine days away from when I go. So it was Psalm nine. And so just this morning uh, on my way to men's group, I'm, I'm praying through and listening to it. And it, I will thank the Lord with all my heart. I will declare all your wondrous works. I will rejoice and boast about you. I will sing about your name, Most High. Um, but later on, the whole thing, but it's too long to read the whole thing. Oh, this one. The Lord is a refuge for the persecuted, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you because you've not abandoned those who seek you, Lord. And I just want to go and sing that over the people of Kavansa. You are not forgotten. God mm. has seen you. You know what I mean? So I just feel like, yeah, maybe, maybe to your point, mm. when you're looking, when you position yourself to hear from God, he, he's going to make himself known. Wow. Now it's not the same level of experience, you know, that Tracy had, but I feel no less. You, okay. You know, there's a common thread between our stories. Hmm. Is Matthew 25 when Jesus says, I was sick and you visited me mm. and I was hungry and you fed me mm. like whatever you've done for these in these situations, there's a sense in which there might not be a coincidence between being in a remote mm. Zambian wow. village in the bush with starving people and being in a hospital room wow. with a dying person that wow. you like, we're finding Jesus here. Like yeah. the riptides, right? That's where they are. If you want right. to, if you want to step into a riptide, man. Yes. Man. I, I don't know. I just I, love I, I, okay. So I, I just, I love, honestly, that's awesome. I feel like again, at this age, I feel like God is still shaking, like rattling my cage, like doing stuff that is scary, <laughs> doing stuff that reminds me how out of control, how scary life can get. And it's exhilarating. You feel safe in when he mm. rattles the cage. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not a, that yeah. kind of scare. It, it's, it's, yeah. a, oh, wow. Exhilarating kind of yep. fear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I, I had a couple more examples and stories and maybe we'll get to those on Sunday in the sermon. We'll yeah. see, but I'll, I'll ask you about those offline and, and see, but, but uh, just, yeah, God is on the move mm. and uh, man, I want to stay in the way of God yes. in the riptide. Accident God. prone. Yeah. Accident prone. I love that. And <laughs> Hey, what a, what a fun conversation today. And, and hopefully uh, you guys will also just leave mutually encouraged by what God is doing. And so, yeah, that's all I got for today. You want to pray us out? Yeah. Maybe a shout out to Tony in Minneapolis. He's maybe one of our only listeners and I'm going to see him this coming weekend. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> You'll be up at Salt City. That's at Salt City. Oh, can't wait. Yeah. Glad to pray. God, thank you for uh, being so alive. So um, not, you're not distant, Lord. You're, you're active in our lives, you are ever present. And oh God, give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear, 
guide us by your truth, Lord, so that we're tuned in, so, so that our ears are trained to hear from you and our eyes are trained to see you. Um, conform us to your way, Lord. We, we love you and we wait expectantly to see what you're going to do next. Um, blessings and, and your grace be upon all those who are, are listening in, Lord, and uh, be the God who kind of makes us afraid <laughs> to follow you even this day. And we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.